San Diego. Otro, otro South Bay boy aquí en la canción. You big fan of B-side players? Uh, no. <laughs> well, hey, that was nice having you here today. <laughs> like, <laughs> I've never even heard of this oh, song before. Shit. I was like, oh, this is cool. I have to look it up. The Border to the Barrio. Oh. Love the Parque Fudge. Even Let's start that over. Hey, so do you you do you fuck with B-side players? Oh yeah, I'm super. Fuck yeah. See I See I will. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to another episode of the Emo Brown, the Saddest Mexican Podcast, brought to you by the wonderful people of Grasshopper. Are you familiar with Grasshopper? Yes. It's so fucking good. Uh, they have an Emo Brown discount. They do have. <laughs> Somebody's been listening. <laughs> Emo Brown discount gets you 15%. Make sure to stop in the Grasshopper. And here with us today as the National City Tour continues. Chef. Claudia Sandoval. Oh, my God. I don't know why I was expecting your hair not to be red. Even though I looked on your Instagram. I know. I was like, is it really red? Damn, your hair is red as red can get. That's iconic now. It is. It's, like, it's part of the brand, you know, like everybody. And you know what? I have to tell you something like I, I originally had dyed it right before I auditioned for MasterChef. And then they were like, you can't change your hair color like after auditioning because they wanted that same look. And then after that, it just like got redder and redder. And then I just took over hell my whole yeah. head. And now I like, I try changing it a couple of times and I get hella depressed. ¿Por qué? I don't know. I feel like it just doesn't look like me anymore. Like it became so much of like my it's persona. It's a fiber of my thread. Nice. Que bueno. Oye, así me sale natural ya. I don't know what happened. Algo pasó. All of a sudden, it just grows out right now. Miss Claudia, it's awesome to have you in here. It's weird that we were talking right now and I was telling you how much you remind me of one of my cousins. It's going to be weird because I'm just talking to you and I feel like, oh, shit. Yeah. I, feel, I, feel, I feel like we're related. <laughs> like, I, love, I agree. I, I feel like, oh, hey, she's like a cousin. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, what got you into cooking. Duh, we're Mexican. You know, all, <laughs> all of the beautiful things that people need to know about you. Oh, my gosh. Well, I grew up uh, in Nashville City. Noise. Yeah. Um, I grew up with a single mom until about like eight, eight years old. Um, and then my dad came into our life and he's the best dad. I just call him dad because, you know, stepdad does, is not even... Good enough. Uh, and then, uh, you know, was raised before that, obviously, by my abuelita, my mom. And my mom had me, like, you know, tostando chiles and tomates on the comal and, like, doing all that. And, um, you know, my abuelita, que en paz descanse, like, taught me so much. You know, she was, like, the type that, you know, with her hands would be like, y machacas el, <laughs> y machacas el ajo. <laughs> and, yeah, little by little, you know, I, I learned my dad um, came to the United States <clears throat> illegally. Crossed the Cate, uh, became like a dishwasher, moved his way up, ended up becoming a kitchen manager, executive chef. Hell yeah. Um, and he taught me a lot of like kind of like the mise en place and, you know, just keeping everything in its place and being organized and todo eso. Um, so really for me, you were destined to become yeah, a chef. Well. Damn. <laughs> 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 you know, everybody thinks, oh, she just went on a fucking show and like, mm -hmm. you know, rocked it out. But 
No, a lot of people have no idea. My my grandmothers, my tias, everybody has restaurants in Tijuana. Oh, in serio? Sí, sí, nice. sí. In, in Sinaloa, like my my tias and my tíos, everybody has like their own little restaurants and their own little senadurias and stuff. And so um, their little fonditas, you know, and like right on the side of the beach, they like are grilling up the fish that are coming out of the panga. So Hell like, yeah. that's like, that's like my, that's like in my blood. Fuck, I knew I was going to get hungry when I started talking <laughs> to you. I, I swear, I was like, damn, man, I don't know. <laughs> And what happened? I know. And what happened? I know. You know where you're really going to get hurt, though? Oh, here we go. I was going to bring you some breads, and I totally forgot them. Fuck. But I no, brought you, you know, some limones. Like, <laughs> keto life, Monday through Friday, so it, it's okay. Oh, there you go. Hey, vieja, Crystal. Chef Claudia brought some lemons. Yes. <laughs> no, de mi, man. De mi huerto familiar. Bro, the lemons in our family, I swear to you, man. Lemons is otro pedo. It's like a currency. It's like cryptocurrency. It's Dogecoin. It's a madre. We can trade lemons <laughs> lemons for whatever because there's there's always a shortage of lemons in our hood. Aguacates y limones. Really? Yeah. It's like, I almost feel like I should just have like a fucking uh, guacamole tree in the front. It's like, yeah. I fuck the tomatoes, fuck the lemon, fuck the avocado. Just give me a guacamole tree. And let's get that shit. <laughs> a little dispenser in the front yard. <laughs> I love that. I love that. So, your family's from originally from Sinaloa, but you were born and raised here in National yeah. City. You got your South Bay culture roots. Como is it yeah. your, your biggest idol, Carlos Paez, from B-Side Players. What, <laughs> what was it growing up? What, up what was it like growing up here in National City? I loved it. I mean, I went to Kimball. I mm. went, you know, to National and, you know, was born at Paradise Valley Hospital. Nice. I mean, like to that level. National you know? City to the core. Yeah. Red Devil, graduated Red Devil, like all of that stuff. I mean, honestly, like it was... It was cool. You know, I was a little, I was a little chola. I was a little like fresa. I was a little bit of everything. It was great. Well, yeah, I mean, we, we, we go through a lot of faces. <laughs> in our I went through my punk face. Did you really? Yeah, Oof. I shaved my head. Who, calmate, Brittany. What, <laughs> what, what was your favorite punk band? Uh, well, back then. Well, what kind of punk were you? That's were, a good point. That's a very good point. But like, I, I mean, where, where to begin? I mean, because at first it was like ska, like uh -huh. I was like super uh -huh. into like being Rudy, being Rudy. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. See, I will super specials fan. And then after that, I just went into like, like suspect device and like super fucking heavy. God, stuff. what then? But you know what? As as I, I can only speak for the culture that we are a part of. Yes. We jump from tribe to tribe to tribe to tribe See. all growing up. And we fit in. We do. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like we're we're peacekeepers amongst, amongst the different tribes. Yeah. I have no problem jumping around and going to visiting different groups of people. And I, for some reason or another, I, I'm... I fit in. Yeah. You know, 100%. I don't piss anybody off. I, I'm, I'm usually like, hey, oh, look, he's a funny guy. Right? Like, come and hang out with us. Totally. I think it's one of the character traits that us as a culture we bring. It's like, buen ambiente and, 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 and not buen ambiente, which I wanted to talk to you about later. <laughs> well, we're we're, we're going we're gonna to talk about this, the, the, the haterism in our culture oh. here as Mexican, as Mexican-Americans, as quote -unquote, Chicanos here in San Diego. Like, there's a lot of that shit, even like from friends and from family, you know, We'll get into that. Yeah. I wanted to talk to you about MasterChef because it, it seems like, no, I want you to tell me. Tell me everything you got oh about God. my, yeah. Um, gosh, MasterChef. So MasterChef was really, you know, came to my life in a really weird place. I, I had like just left my ex-husband, like was uh, working at an advertising agency and nice. had just like carved out my own job. I was like, I want to be an event production manager and blah, blah, blah. And was doing really good on it. You knew what you wanted. See, so, yeah, well. And I was doing it and I was rocking it and everything was wonderful. And and then uh, one of my friends who uh, was a like entertainment writer for um, Entertainment Weekly, she was like, hey, I know you love to cook. You're always winning all these competitions. You're always winning because I would enter like, you know, the best salsa contest and all these. And I would win and win and tamales and all these Hell things. Yeah. And so she's like, you're always entering all these contests. Like, you should totally do this. And I was like, oh, that's so funny. Like, I used to totally watch the show with my ex-husband, you know, and I would always be like that person that was like, oh, I could fucking do that. <laughs> 
And um, now that I, I uh, was like, oh, well, I'm going to apply. And then the day that, you know, that I was supposed to go, uh, my sister was living with me back then. She was like sleeping on my couch and she like comes into the room and I'm like, you know, on my phone, kind of like looking up like and she's like, hey, you know what's up? You know what I'm and I'm like, nah, dude, like, how the fuck am I going to go? And then what happens? Like, I go and they tell me that I have to go to L.A. in a couple months and then I have to be gone for weeks. Like, I can't afford to take off work. Yeah. And this is my sister, right? Like, tumaburros, no? Like, she's all, oh, damn, your fucking head is that big that you actually think you're going to make it? Hell yeah. Why even do it if you don't think you're going to kill it? Yeah. And I was like, I was like, and she just like creepily closed the door. I remember saying that. I was like, what the? So I just like sat there like thinking about it. I was like, damn, she's right. You know? It's like, yeah. I was like, damn, she's right. Okay, fine. So I got up and went and and, uh, I made like a a three cheese tortellini con like uh, three Mexican cheeses. I did like queso fresco, queso cotija. Um, and uh, queso panela and like made like little tortellinis and then made like an Asiago cream sauce con mariscos claro with like shrimp. Jesus and Christ. This delicious. is just like a, a late night snack that yeah, you just you know, whipped up. The just, l- just a little snackety snack. Holy crap. <laughs> and uh, it's my my dad's favorite dish. And so nice. I ended up making that and, and crushed it and obviously went on. And, um, and MasterChef was hard, man. It was like honestly one of the hardest things I've ever done. And but I just went in there kind of like I'm just going to keep my head down and work really fucking hard. And what made it hard for you? Uh, what didn't? Yeah. Uh, as soon as you get off like the train, boat, automobile, whatever you come from, they take your phone away. They put it in a like a Ziploc bag. Okay. They don't let you talk to your family except for one time, uh, one time a week for 10 minutes. And you're just like, don't say anything. Uh-huh. Exactly. Yeah. And so then and then whenever it's like me and you like this close and they'll be like, like, there's like somebody always watching you and like listening to what you're saying. So there were times when like there were three weeks that I called home and my daughter was at school so i couldn't even talk to my oh. daughter for three weeks and i mean i'm a single mom so like not talking to my daughter is like you know yeah just like take my heart out stab it throw it on the floor i like you like emo ah, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're gonna be right uh, you're, you're you're a morrissey fan well done <laughs> <laughs> exactly so yeah it was it was really rough it was really rough and the other thing is you know i went in knowing that after six seasons um everybody that i won was white you know mm-hmm. except for one person um, and there had been all female winners and the whole season, it was like, mm, like every single man in the competition was like winning every mystery box challenge. There had been no woman across the whole season to win a, mis- a mystery box challenge. And I was just like, oh my God, like, there's no way. So I'm not joking. Like when it, w- when it was down to like the bottom three, I like called my mom and I was like, Hey, I'm going to self-sabotage. Oh no. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, I was like, I'm going to self-sabotage. Like, I'm not going to let them take me to the finale and like, you know, then like, let the two do like, let, you know, bring, bring all of you out here, bring my daughter so that my daughter can see me lose. Like, that's not why I came out here. I came out here to win. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, she's like, I didn't fucking raise you like that. Mm. Like, I didn't raise you to be a quitter. And I was like, mm. and uh, lo and behold, like she obviously was hiding stuff that she couldn't tell me because obviously, again, I was on speakerphone with somebody right in front of me. And uh, the next day, like, uh, if you watch that episode, it was like the I, I was going up against like Steven and they're like, open up your drawer and you open up the drawer. Right. And then all of a sudden it's like a like a tablet. And I open up the tablet and it's my mom, my abuela and my daughter. And oh. I was like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like instant tears. And it was obviously like my grandma going like, you know, I'm so proud of you. And like, how are you going to give up then? You yeah. know, like you got three. I dare you to give up now. <laughs> yeah, no. It's like, no, no. And of course, like I just I just crushed it. And then I went into the finale and just also feel like I crushed it. I mean, I was up against somebody that was super talented and um, 
But I, I think like at the end of the day, one of the things that I brought to the table was like, I could cook everything that everybody else in that kitchen could, but they couldn't cook any of our shit. Mm. You know, they don't know about we It wasn't it. reverse compatible. No, <laughs> exactly. You know? Like I can make all the French dishes. I can, I can make all of those fancy things. Uh, but at the end of the day, I wasn't going to sit there and just colonialize our Mexican food in order to make it, you know, fancy well, enough. For well, it. well put. No, but see, that, that, that's a direct hit. See, yeah. what, what's your background? Shots, what, fired. shots fired for sure. <laughs> what, what's your culinary background, education, school? What, how did you get uh, to the level you are now? I or did, did you take the road less traveled and just this is how I was born? I know, you know? No, I mean, like I, I, I watched a lot of YouTube. I practiced a lot of things. You know, I was a, a big, big, big um, like Dominique Crenn fan, which is like, you know, a, a really big name uh, female chef. Uh, the only one in, in the whole country now to have like three Michelin stars. So it's like big deal, you know. And, um, you know, just following people like Enrico Olvera, obviously Gordon Ramsay and just like really like cookbooking it up and like learning new recipes and like learning technique and all of that and like. Uh, I also had a friend who let me borrow his culinary Institute book before I went. So while I was there, I was like studying mother sauces and like, I mean, I read, it was like a 1700 page book and I read it, read that thing from front to back. Damn, so like you legit guys. put over 10,000 hours of training on self-taught yeah. stuff. You yeah. legitimately are a master chef Aww, in this case. You. Legit. I That's awesome. That. Well, I mean, it takes time and effort. You just can't pick it up. And there's people who have that talent and can do it. Yeah. But then there's people that would hard talent. I don't ever forget hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard, you know? And that's what I tell my kids and they're little and they still don't kite wrap their brain around it. Yeah. But I tell them, it's like, Hey man, we don't give up. Yeah. We don't stop. You know, you, and I always tell them, don't run to the finish line. You got to run through the finish line. Never quit. Never stop in your situation like that. It seems like the best thing that you could have done is have that passion and just dive in head first into the, the books and, and the, the resources. Cause YouTube right now you can do, you can learn whatever you want on YouTube for better or for worse. You 100%, can learn whatever you want. 100%. But I, I think also one of the things that a lot of people forget about is, and something that's really lacking, I think even in the industry and again, shots fired is humility. Mm. There's so much damn ego in this like whole world. Like everybody thinks they know more than the next person. Weird. I never would have got that from Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> Fuck. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you, you have to go into a into those types of scenarios and say, I'm going to learn to learn from every single person, even if it's the person next to me, because maybe they have a shortcut that takes three seconds less than those three seconds. Always be learning. Yeah. I mean, like, it's very, it's in your best interest. Like you said, you're your own 100%. brand. You know, you have your own tool set of uh, arsenal of tools that you deal with. Why not learn? If I can learn something from somebody over here running a business, hell yeah, I'm going to pay attention. Absolutely. I'm going yeah, to I'm not going to close. I'm not going to close myself off. I'd rather be a sponge and be like, oh, you know what? I don't like the way this person does that. I can't do that. Yeah. I love the way this person do that. I'm going to see how I can learn to adapt that into what I do. That's awesome that you, cause okay. Yeah. It's hard when you are at your level, you know, yeah. you, you are a master at your right. craft. Right. It's hard to, to, to find somebody who, who is humble, has that humility because most people in your position in any position like this, it's like, fuck, no, I'm, I got here by doing what I know and yeah. I know what I need to know yeah. and everything else. That's not my style. Right. Fuck. So that's that good for you. I mean, yeah. well, and I mean, I think that it's like, and this I think comes from like the fact that I have, I'm a philosophy major, right? Mm. So I like literally have a degree in philosophy. A ver, cuéntame algo. <laughs> <laughs> no, but my point is like, I think like, 
you know, Socrates is, you know, biggest thing was I know that I know nothing. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think when you go into any situation, whether it's a relationship, whether it's, you know, um, a conversation with a person and you realize that, like, you don't know what that person's going through. You don't know what that person's gone through, what, you know, everything just from their job to their relationships to how they interact with you as a person. And so I think that once you give them the opportunity to tell you their story or to be vulnerable with you, then you just find learn so much. Yeah. Yes. Just learn. learn. It's funny that you say that because I'm weird. Like I'll be driving around and like with the kids or with wifey and I see all the other cars and I'm like, damn, every car there inside of that car has their own set of dramas, has their own oh. set of like, you know, accomplishments, goals, like shortcomings, everything. It's like, Trials, tribulations. all it fail. Well, yeah, and, and I'm weird. I'm not a philosopher. I just smoke a lot Maybe of weed and I'll just be like, Fuck. <laughs> and I'm like, God damn, every one of these little cars has their own set of problems and everything. It's like, that's, you gotta be, you gotta be kind. Like right now, I feel like more than ever coming out of the back end of this whole last year and, and the virus and the pandemic, it's like, just be fucking chill. Yeah. Relax. There's no need to like, you know, like to come shoot from the hip all quickly, like get to know somebody and, you know, relax and then go in for the kill if that's what you want. But at least give people an opportunity to shoot themselves in the foot. Yeah. That's the one thing I'm learning. You gotta be more kind. I've, I've been an asshole for like so long that it's like, okay, yeah, you know, okay. I've gotten rid of all the people that I don't need in my life. Now let's fucking grow people that I really need in my life, yeah. you know? So now that you're in this level, yes. let's use this people in my life transition is like, in our culture, yeah, we were talking about this earlier. Yeah, it seems like there's a lot of people that don't root for us, mm -hmm. and we, we were we were talking about this earlier. And you said that you have experiences firsthand of people in our own community, our own family, our own culture that try to bring you down from where you're at. Yeah, you know, why do you think that is? Because you're a celebrity, so I understand, but. I would be more inclined to think people want to elevate you, support you, take you to the next level as opposed to try to like knock you down. Yeah, you would think so. I mean, and like, let me also just like, you know, caveat. There are definitely a lot of people um, out there that reach out and are just like, dude, like I'm going after my dreams because yeah. you inspired me to do that shit, you know? And like that, that must feel awesome. Fuck that yes. must feel the best. Like, Seriously, like that is that is why, you know, like 50 percent of why I do what I do, because you realize the impact that you have on people and to be able to say, hell, yeah, reach for your dreams. You can 100 percent do it. That is like so rewarding. But then there's like the other <laughs> 50 percent of people that are just like, you know, family, friends, like people that just like just find any reason to just dig and dig and dig and dig. And it's just, you know, it's incredibly frustrating because. You are, you know, it's like, I'm sorry that I'm not hanging out with you. I'm over here trying to, like, make a legacy for my daughter. Yes. Like, it's, this isn't about you, Again, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and that's, like, super frustrating because then it's like, oh, well, que porque eres gorda? Que porque, you know, why do you have red hair? You know, like, because you can't speak perfect Spanish, you know? Like, it, you know, it's, it's always because <laughs> you didn't go to culinary school. Guess what? There's a lot of fucking yeah. chefs out there. If you there. give people enough time, they'll fucking find something. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And that's, you know, but, but I think what's frustrating about it is, you know, and, and we talked about this right before we got on this, you know, it's like there are other cultures that rally around yeah. their, own, their own gente, you know, and I think like we, that's the way we should be, you know, like through the whole pandemic, if you followed me, like I was constantly posting about small businesses and what they were doing in order to provide food and like whether they were doing like meals to yeah. and all yeah. of that, because to me, small businesses, you know. You, are what, are, me, yeah, all of us. It's all of us, yeah. you know? And so, like, at the end of the day, it's it's a family in my neighborhood that can eat today mm -hmm. because we help them out, yeah. you know? And so, like, if we can uplift our uh, uplift our community that way, then why not? Um, but, like, 
those same businesses wouldn't turn around and post anything about my own business. Oofa. You know, and it's yeah. just like, you start to like pay attention you, to yeah, that yeah. and you're like, okay. And then I'm not joking. Then it was like, oh, well, why didn't you post about my business? Oh, and why are you only posting about their business? And it's like, bro, like you have like three pictures. What do you mean? Like your, your, uh, your Instagram profile doesn't even look like it's actually a business. Like you get in what you, what you put in. No, you, you get know? out what you put in. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta work a little bit. So, but to your point, I think it's siempre van a encontrar algo que criticar. How do you handle it? Honestly, I block a lot of people. Do you really? <laughs> yeah, I'm loose with this block finger. Bing, bing, bing. I'm not joking, man. If like, if there's people like, I mean, because I've I've gotten it all right. Like even just my pride post recently, like about I have I have two gay sisters and a gay brother. I'm the only one that's not gay in my sibling set, and it was like people posting like horrible things, just like you're you're you know you should honor kill them. Like oh they have they God. have dishonored your family, and I'm like, what is wrong with people? In serio? I'm not joking like you where are these people from jesus like, christ from all over the world oh that's the problem gosh. right like that's the problem when you when you get on such a level where your show is being broadcast in multiple languages across like the whole world then you have followers from all over and i mean i had to i'm not joking like i posted it like i, I don't know like four or something and i didn't even check my phone until like midnight because i was like getting ready to go to bed and then i noticed them all and i was like oh, oh no my God. i had to like do cleanup over 200 posts like trying to block people and delete delete them so yeah, it's like, it's, it's a job, man. It's a job and it's frustrating, but honestly, like some days are really good and some days are really bad. You know, some days I like take it to heart and I'm like, and then I, I realize like, that's not, that's not about me. That's them. That's how angry that's, yeah. they are with their life. Yeah. You know, um, they're projecting, they're projecting their feelings 100%. on something else. Yeah. And I just realized like, you know, say a little prayer and like, I'm like, let that shit go. Light a candle for them fools. Yeah. No me pertenece que los bendiga y que chinguen a su madre. Whatever it takes. No, that's crazy. Cause you know what? You are a celebrity. You get a lot of inquiries from people who have no idea who the heck they are. Oh, from you where you don't even know where the fuck they're from or what they represent and what they're about. Yeah. And it's sad because social media is such a powerful tool that it's a double-edged sword. You know, it's yeah. a powerful tool where in one hand you can promote small business. You can, you know, stand on a platform and, and, and push something and you truly believe in that you think yeah. it's the right cause. And on that same token, somebody's going to see it in another part of the world and be like, the fuck? No, yeah. take that down. Yeah. They're dishonoring you. Yeah. And that's not what you should be about. Yeah. That's crazy. I don't know how I would handle that. Yeah. You know, I don't know how I would lot. handle that. It's a lot. It's a lot. Because you're from National City. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I. I, national city. Like, I was just talking to my cousin about this. I said, I was like, I wish one of these bitches would. Oh my God. <laughs> I wish one of them had the balls to come up to me and actually say it to my face. But nobody no, does. no, it's Todos tienen, it. no, it's no, 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 you know, part of what happens for being now oh, the, the post master chef, you know, yeah. reality. Because people look at people. I look at a reality show and they, they wrap it up in a nice little ribbon for 30 minutes. Ultimately, a whole season. Oh, shit. You know, in about six hours, I can probably watch a whole season. It yeah. took you a long time to get through that season. Oh my gosh. You know, the sacrifices that you mentioned, you know, you can't talk to your family without a supervisor, somebody overseeing you at 10 minutes at a time. The time frame they give you, your daughter's in school, so you don't even get to talk to her. Yes. It's like, shit. People don't see all of that. Oh no, because sometimes so much more to it. Than yeah, because sometimes I'll watch a TV show or like a reality show, and then I'm like, I, I see them crying. I'm like, no, obviously, like, you should, how are you gonna cry? This is a reality show. This just happened. But then, like, oh shit, Claudia went through like a roller coaster of emotions that we just got a 30 minute edited version on a weekly basis. You yeah. know, yeah. like 
You were there 24-7 dealing with, what's Gordon Ramsay like? Is that guy really? Is mamoncito? He definitely has his moments. You know, I, I call him like like a step, like a really, really hard and like very strict dad. Okay. Right? So like, you know how like your dad is always going to be like the one that pushes you, right? I mean, mm. Father's Day is coming up. Let's talk about how great dads are. So, <laughs> dad, <laughs> so dads, you know, like they'll, they'll push you and they'll be like, oh, great job. That's a great B, but it could have been an A, right? And then you bring the A and he's like, yeah, but I mean, it could have been an A plus. Oh. And then you bring the A plus and he's like, ah, yeah, but it could have been AP credit, right? And mm-hmm. then you get the AP credit and he's like, ah, but it could have been a college course. Yeah. So like, it's always raising the bar and that's how you have to think of people like that. You know, when, when, when I, when I had the experience and he's like screaming down, like, you know, pretty much down my throat. He's like, ah, you know, just unleashing the typical Gordon Fury. Like, yes. I mean, of course you're like, uh, just trying to blink it out. Like, let me not scream back at him. <laughs> Which I'm sure was tough. You're like, yeah. But, you know, it's just you realize that, like, he's only doing it because he has a higher expectation of what you're providing at that point and at that level. And so and you should be better because they've taught you better, you know, because that's another thing that people don't know. Right. A lot of these shows, they give you training. They give you I called it the the MasterChef Culinary Boot Camp. You know, when we weren't in front of the television, we were in a kitchen, like working with sous chefs and all these people to like learn and practice and, you know, all these things. So it, you're not just like- It took you to another level, but yes. on, in all aspects, yeah. you know, obviously on the celebrity stage, obviously on a, you know, it's like, but it took your career into a whole different level. Oh, 100%. You know, so it's like you, from there, you, you were able to spring business opportunities, new reality show opportunities, cookbook yeah. opportunities, though. So, I mean, again- it's all contingent on what you decide to do with it. You know, you can, you can give these opportunities to 10 different people and you're not going to, you're going to get 10 different results. You're going to get somebody's like, I'm hungry. I want it. I want to get it. You're going to get somebody's like, you know, and you're going to get people's like, I'm comfortable. I'm all right doing what I'm doing. I don't, I don't need all this. And that's what happens with a lot of the winners. You know, a lot of them have really done nothing with their career after that. You know, they, they win MasterChef and they don't do very much, but you know, here I was like, there's no way I'm going to build a, I'm going to do something with this. And, Instead of, you know, spending my $250,000, which, you know, we all know that's not how much I got after taxes, but. You know. <laughs> um, so, you know, it's just uh, after after all of that, like I was like, I'm going to invest in like making my book successful, because if I'm my book successful, then I'm now a bestselling author. And if Hell I'm a yeah. bestselling author, then I can get picked up for other things, you know, more doors, more doors, yes. more opportunities, more places to go visiting. Totally. And then, you know, every job opportunity that I was offered, I was like, I have to crush this, like not just like. I'm going to do a good job. I'm going to do my best. No, like I have to like find a way to go above and beyond, you know? And so like, that's, that was my motto for like every single thing, even if it was an unpaid job. And I took a lot of unpaid jobs for like two years. Um, and so, you know, it, it took a lot of that in order to be able to get the exposure and to be able to get on that, you know, be able to work for Coca-Cola and Target and, you know, Kellogg's and all these things that I've been able to do, which that's awesome. Mind blowing. Yeah, like, do you ever like, just like legit, Take a yeah. step back, chill, relax, yeah, and like yeah. think about the fuck. Like, are you trying to make me cry? And like, it's like, what, what, <laughs> what, are the, what, what have I done to get all of this? Like, all of these opportunities. Like, fuck, your life changed. No, you know what it's, you know what it's done. It, it, it brings in like the imposter syndrome. Fuck, you, like, we, we were just hella, talking. Yeah, we were talking about like that. Hell, imposter we were, yeah. syndrome because you're like do I deserve this? Like, do I, you know, like you start to think like, Oh, I didn't, you know, like, and, and honestly, like where I've noticed it is like, I've gotten to the point where like, I don't celebrate like little victories because I'm just like, Oh yeah. Yeah. And it's like, because I feel like 
celebrating it doesn't make sense. And, it, you know, like it, it's been like it's been something that I've like truly have to work on because, you know, a lot of there's a lot of those voices that are constantly going. Ah, yeah, but she only got that because she won MasterChef. Mm. And it's like, no, actually, it, I got that because I made a really good connection with somebody in Puerto Vallarta who then sent me a link to somebody that was writing an article. And I worked six hours to create this one post. And that one post got picked up by Better Homes and Garden. And, and then somebody boom. read that yep. Better Homes and Garden article. And she said, oh, let me look her up. And then goes, oh, she has a bakery. Oh, let's put her on Drew Barrymore show. Boom. You know, but people don't know that, right? That but tell them, you know what? Three Fuck. years. But yeah, you know what? Yeah, <laughs> it's because I won Master Chef. It's because I earned that victory, and it's because after that, all the opportunities that came my way, guess what? I fucking acknowledge them. I took them, and I crushed them. Exactly. So yeah, it's because I won Master Chef that all these opportunities are coming yeah. up. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I mean, nothing. I agree. It, it it takes a certain amount of luck, but it's way more like hard work and dedication to what it is you want to accomplish. A lot of people yeah. fucking write a goal on the wall on their little on the little uh, dream dream board or whatever. It's dream what chart. My sister, she's gonna get mad at me. She always she's telling me, um, your fucking dream chart. Your, no, I'm not mad at you. Like just because you fucking put that thing on the wall doesn't mean it's gonna happen. Like, oh, up, up millionaire boom a ver, a ver que pasa. yeah it's like no like you, you gotta get up you gotta go to work you gotta handle you gotta create you gotta make a plan you gotta make sure that you you are able to attain those goals yes. how am i gonna do that who's gonna be involved so you gotta work oh yeah so yeah you won master chef why because yeah. your sister pushed you in a sense to get into it and yeah. you took the fucking goal at, seriously and i said i'm gonna win this and you got it and then after that you're taking advantage of all of the opportunities that are your way it's not your fault yeah. that opportunities are coming your way it's because You've earned it that they're yeah, coming your way. Exactly. Nah, people are weird. Yeah, oh, people are hella weird. Oh, man. The hater is real. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, puro pinche negativo shit today. Why are you doing this to me? This is the limits. It's because it's the limits. It is. Not the, not the angriest. <laughs> <laughs> not the angriest, the saddest. Nice. So now. Yeah. Master Chef, the Latino, the book, all the, you, you have a business, Cochilorado, that we're going to touch on. Or yeah, let's touch on that right now. Oh. Father's Day is coming up. I know I saw a post. Yeah. Um, my wife is like, oh, look, they're doing a pop up on Saturday. Yeah. Um, and then you hit me with some nasty news right now. I was like, oh. I know. ¿Qué pasó? I'm going to be closing Cochilorado down. Fourth of July is going to be our last weekend. Um, but. I'm only doing it because, I mean, everybody's honestly, I think like every, uh, like really shocked everyone, obviously coming off of like being, you know, on Drew Barrymore and all of that was like a big deal. And so, That's huge. Oh, I know. I like just, I'm not even joking. I like just drank to that, like literally this weekend. It was a bad weekend anyway. But uh, um, yeah, so it, you know, I, I, I'm like. I'm like trying to think of, oh, damn. Yeah. He, this, he, this <laughs> Kevin, Kevin just heard you say, Kevin heard you say, uh, I'll drink to that. Or I drank to that. And I'm like, boom, it's like little, something, a bell in his ear went off. <laughs> and then it went, clink. <laughs> Congratulations on all your Thank success. You so there. You yep. Oh, Lord Jesus. Mm. Oh, that's so beautiful. <laughs> that's so beautiful. <laughs> so lovely. I love whiskey, guys. Um, so I was like nailing it on the head. Um. Where were we? Ya me perdí. So it's just, it's a, it's a, like, I'm trying to figure out a way to say it without like breaking non-disclosure agreements. Oh no. Yes. Damn. I put you on the spot. Shit. Um, you know, how can I put it? Um, I, en think, español. <laughs> I think what I need people to know, which is, this is, it's, it's actually very timely. And I was like, you know what? It probably worked out for the best that I can actually share this from my own voice. Um, you know, Cochi Dorado is a dream come true, right? Like I, 
it fell apart right before the pandemic because they took away my loan. And so um, the space that I already had paid and invested over 40 grand in was just like, you know, Ugh. Um, so they pulled my loan and so I wasn't able to do my build out. And so everything went to right. So then uh, like in June, I ended up launching Conchilorado. We've now obviously reached the one year mark, which is an amazing. That is an awesome feat for any business in any industry. Yeah. Felicidades a eso. Yes. Um, so it's a very hard decision to make. Um, but we are currently working out of um, somebody else's business who is about to obviously, as we know, it's June 15th. Everything's like starting to open up again. I'm sure that they also want to be able to expand back into their business where we're taking up space in their business right now. Um, so that's one, you know, two, uh, I have two projects mm. on TV. Damn. I wish I had a little <laughs> breaking news brought to you by Claudia's on the ball. <laughs> yeah. I have two projects that are coming, um, fast and quick, really. Um, like I'll be out of San Diego, um, for probably about eight to 10 weeks. And so there's straight, just, no coming back, no flybacks, nada, directamente te quedas. Yeah. So that complicates things, you know, especially, you know, this, you run a business, like you can't be burning the stick out, you know, the, the candlestick on both ends. And I still like do it because I'm ignorant. I mean, listen, you I, know, I, I still too. fucking do it. I do too. But I think like right now is just like the perfect opportunity to say, let's put things on hold mm. and then give myself an opportunity to really enjoy these projects. And like I said, you know how I feel about going into something. What am I going to do? I'll fucking crush it, right? You're smart. I wish I had so your intelligence. I need to just like stop down everything and yeah. like and and take a beat and just like figure out like okay, cool, we're gonna move out of Eclipse Chocolate, um, which is you know the amazing home that we've had since August of last year, and I'm I'm like honestly like so sad because that's gonna be rough to leave them because they're just amazing human beings who just have you know really carried us through this whole pandemic, um, but you know I think I think this is an incredible opportunity to. If if the if if the pandemic didn't teach us anything, it's it's that we need to slow the hell down and value what's important. And most of the time, that's us, our health, and our family. Right? I mean, if you didn't touch in that, if, if we didn't even hone that in in the last year, I mean, I don't. There's yeah, no what other. Did you, what did you learn? Yeah, you know? there's no other time in our history, legit, like we can say that in our history or yeah. our parents' history, where everything was put on pause and time out. Totally. And said, stay home. Yeah. Focus on being home. Focus on just chilling out and this is it. Like this was the time for us to realize what do I need? What don't I need? What am I really just kind of like stringing along where it's it's not necessarily an essential part of my life, but it's still there. Who are my friends that I need to keep? Who are the ones I need to cut out? Exactly. Who, and family too. Like there's, you know, all around. So this was our opportunity that we may never get again mm -hmm. to like kind of self-evaluate, at yeah. least for me, you know? So yeah. when, I, when I say you're, you're, I wish I was intelligent like you, Yeah. I'm ignorant. I, I don't let go of things. Like I have, like, I feel like I have to take care of everything, Totally, you know? Yeah. And, and then that's, that's not good. It is. You know, the, the more I'm learning is like, oh yeah, fuck yeah. I take care of it all. I hustle. I get up in the morning. I do this. I do that. I do that. I'm like, damn. I'm ignorant. What do we need? Like, that's, that's not what I should be doing. Like if I was truly committed to this and want to see it through the end, it's like, I should be doing this. I should be delegating that. I should be getting things off my plate. You're doing that. Teach me. Como se hace. I think <laughs> one of the ways that I always think of it too, is like, you have to also remember that you have an incredible amount of knowledge that would be incredibly, incredibly fruitful for somebody that's coming up in this industry that may be the next entrepreneur. So if you think of it that way, it's not so much like, Oh, I have to do this on myself because, you know, todos la van a cagar. Nee. It's, it's more like, you know, 
I got so you have that, that mentality too, yeah, huh? <laughs> so alone. I'm not alone. <laughs> no. No te no, puedes dejar este jale la vas a regar, champ. No, fuck. You know how long it took me to make this happen and now I'm going to give it to you? Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, and, and I trust my staff and I I have like incredible, like I always say I, I surround myself with people that are more talented than I am, right? That you have to. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not dumb. <laughs> <laughs> you have to do these things. <laughs> so, you know, my, my, you know, my lead bakery is like, used to be the executive chef for, the executive pastry chef for Consortium Holdings which is like the biggest the one. You know, restaurant group. Exactly. So I, I don't play, you know, like I know who I have in my, in my pocket and stuff. And so it wasn't, it's not about my team. It's not about me, not me wanting to micromanage. It's not about that. What it really is about is, is really devoting the time that, that these new projects really deserve. And my daughter's quinceañera is coming up. Yeah. I was going to say, you you mentioned her age earlier. I was like, yeah. Oh, wow. well, we had to cancel her quinceañera last year because of COVID. Claro. Yeah. And so I'm going to, we're going to celebrate it in Valle de Guadalupe at my friend's, uh, at my friend's, uh, vineyard, Lechusa Vineyard. Oof. Yes. Yes. If you've never been, you have to. I haven't been, but I've had it at the Cruz uh, 41 next yes. door, 241. Like, and I had so was good. talking, I was like, Hey bro, who's your biggest celebrator from the body? He's like, Lechusa. I was like, Oh uh, hell yeah. And no, it's, it's tasty. Yeah, she's and she's she's an incredible human being. You should totally have her on here. Yeah, she's oh. an amazing challenge accepted. See <laughs> um, but yeah, we're gonna do it there, and um, you know, there's a lot of planning that has to go, and in, in that lands right in between both of the projects. So like, I leave for like eight weeks. Did you I take your daughter back. with you? Did you? No, no, I can't. Wait, how do you do that? How hard is that? So hard. I so can. Hard. I couldn't imagine. Yeah, you know, I, I my wife like, would say otherwise, but I mean, I'm, <laughs> but I'm for real. Like, I, I, I couldn't imagine. I know it's for the betterment of your family. I know it's for to elevate and to create a legacy, like you said, for your daughter. Yeah. But leaving anywhere weeks on a time, that that's hard. You oh, know, yeah. that's that's a that's a difficult task to do. Yeah, we like FaceTime every single day. Like it's it's really, really hard. And then on top of that, it's like coordinating rides to school and like also like hey, yeah, finding a temporary mama. Yeah, you know? <laughs> and then and then on top of that, it's like you know, she's a teenager. She wants to go to the mall. She wants to go to the movies. She wants to hang out with her friends. Like, you know, so it's like also coordinating people that can take her out to do things that she likes to do, whether it's Boba or. Yeah. You have a young adult. Or, you have yeah. a 16 year old. Yeah. That's a young adult that, oh man, I couldn't, I couldn't imagine. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, when we were, when I was in, uh, on MasterChef Latino, that was like three and a half months that I was gone. So it's hard, you know, like when you're living, like not like, I think a couple, like two or three years, I was like, not home for at least six months out of the year. Like that's hard. Has she gotten used to that? Mom. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, you don't get used What's to that. What's her feeling on it? Did she tell you about it all? Like, hey, ma, yeah. Get the key. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, I think, I think she doesn't tell me everything all the time. I mean, understandably she's a teenager, but she, she definitely is kind of like, oh, so what are, like, can I go, you know? And sometimes like I can make it happen. Um, if it's like a short, you know, trip or something, but you know, with COVID things got really complicated. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't take her to New York cause I had to like quarantine in a hotel room for like a week, you know, things like that. So it was, it was complicated, you know? So it, fortunately things are a little bit different now, but you know, she's spent a whole year out of school. So like, I feel like she needs to get back in school yeah. right now. She needs her friends yeah. right now. And I mean, I know she doesn't think that right now, but I also think that she's learning a really valuable lesson. And that, that valuable lesson is that sacrifice is important. It is a part of what makes life worth it. Right. Mm. And, and it makes your accomplishments so much more worth yeah. it when you realize like, you know, yes, like, which is why it's like so important to me. Right. I leave my daughter um, to crush these amazing projects so that I can be in, on your televisions and so that I can, you know, prove to little boys and little girls that look like us, that sound like us that, Hey, yeah, we I can, can do, do it. it. We're valuable yeah. part of the society, you know? And, and that's, that is a sacrifice. And I realize the sacrifice that I'm making, but I think it's so valuable. And I think 
Um, the more that I see my daughter growing up, the more I see her being more independent That's and awesome. realizing she's a she's a really great human being. She's she's a better human being than I am. That's the That's goal, the right? Goal. That's what we were talking about yeah. earlier. It's like we don't want our kids to like not surpass what we've done. No, I want my kids to be way better. I want my kids to laugh at me collectively. <laughs> and be like, you know, ha, ha, ha. like that's, that's what I want. You know, like I, I don't want my kids to be like, Oh man, totally. I wish I was like dad. I wish I was like, mom I was like, no, yeah. be better than us. I agree. Sounds like you, you know, the sacrifices are well worth it. And yeah. I agree. Yeah. You know, I agree from a parent's standpoint. And it's yeah. like, that's what we want. We want to better the lives of our kids. And if it takes, you being gone, working on these projects, then fuck it. That's what I'm going to have to do. Absolutely. The opportunity cost is that. I'm going to miss some time now, but in the future, she's going to be very appreciative for what I did. Yeah, absolutely. Nice. Absolutely. How's that family dynamic that, you know, we're, we're Mexican and, yeah. and, and it's like, uh, we're, we're very uh, in each other's business as it relates to how we, we do things. Um, is it hard having being a Mexican and, and, and a business owner and then having to leave and travel all the time? Because totally. it's, it's, not, it's not for us. It's, we're new to this, you know, yeah. you know you, you're, you're kind of setting the way for everybody. I know. <laughs> it is super hard, but it, you know, because my dad will do like the, you know, he'll tell my mom, ¿Y esa? ¿No ha dado luces? You know, de vida? ¿No ha dado señales de vida? You know, like they, they get super senties because I don't come around mm. or when I like have my head down and I'm like working on like contracts or, you know, whatever it is, like, uh, you know, uh, recipe development or whatever it is, like I'll go like three, four or five, six days without stopping by their house. And they're just like, what's going on? You Heavy know? is the head who wears a crown, Claudia. I mean, I, you know, but it's, it's, it's an awesome crown though. It's, a, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, a, it's, it's an awesome <laughs> crown though. See, I will. It's not all bad. You guys, it's so great. I mean, that's, it's, it's, it's like, you know, you know how when people say like, would you ever do it again? Yeah, yeah. Like fucking a million times over. Hell yeah. Like, los ojos cerrados, like I would do it. Every day, all over again, like every single, every single thing I've done, like I don't regret anything because it's made me who I am. It's, it's brought such incredible opportunities, not just for me, but for, I think for our comunidad and, and the more that we can continue to break barriers. I mean, the fact that like, you know, I was on a, one of the first television shows to have like an all diverse crew, like no white person on the crew on Food Network was like, mind blowing. Yeah, right. You I was like, 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 am I watching the right channel? What's going yeah, on? <laughs> yeah, like it's just it's it's awesome. You know, things like that. I think are are where we start to break boundaries and. And, you know, it may not be important to the person that's sitting there going, ah, pinche gorda, you know, ponte perder peso, like on my social media. But Bro, no, things, no way. The, fuck yeah, all the time, all the time. Um, but that's that's what makes me go. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, yeah, you should. Pero, pero mira lo que estoy yeah. haciendo. Where are you at? You know, huh? where are you at? Yeah, what are you, what yeah. are you doing what to are you the community? Como dice el vato, look at me yeah. and look at you. <laughs> <laughs> Hell I yeah. I love that. Fuck, I have some questions. <clears throat> so we have a... a, a, a Emo Brown Social Club okay. and in that Emo hey, Brown Social I think I'm Club. Part of that yeah. one. Are you? I did. Did you I, join us? Yes. I Breaking news, it. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Chef Claudia is now. Well, welcome to, to the crew. But I have a bone to pick. No, nope, no, I'm ready. I wasn't invited to the backyard boogie. Ooh, then I have a bone to pick with you. I'm you good. obviously didn't listen to the last few podcasts. I did. It was invite if you RSVP'd. Oh. Yeah, don't worry. It's the first one. It was inaugural. Oh, We'd love okay. to have you. <laughs> it, you know what though? It was a really fun time. It was so fun. We had people jealous. that came from like San Fernando Valley. We had people coming from everywhere really? just to come and hang out at the Elwood. You know, to have drinks, to have tacos, and to listen to your favorite grupo and guy Carlos Paez of the you know B side player. Oh, oh shit! <laughs> yeah. And, um, it, it, and it was just awesome. Yeah. Where we we created a little we've created a little community. Thank you for being a part of it. Claro. Where. People who don't know each other and 
they only like have the connection of like the podcast and us just digging around on social media. They came in and they were like, hey, nice to meet you. I'm so-and-so. Hey, nice. And they became friends. Yeah. So for me, I was telling my wife, that was the cool part. Yeah. Fuck, fuck everything else. Like yeah. we're doing it for a good cause. We're raising money for uh, scholarships and the Farah Foundation. But we're like, I, I'm happy we're making like connections and friendships between people. Yeah. So for me, I'm like, thank you for being a part of it. That makes me happy. Yeah. We're so we, for the kids. So, so now that you're in this group, that we have a, a special like group chat called uh, on Discord. And uh, it's just a little private group chat where we go over and say, hey, we're going to have this person on the podcast. Any questions? Hey, okay. we're going to talk to this person. So, of course, they have questions. Oh, okay. Let's see. I haven't looked at all of them. All right. Let's see. Oh, my goodness. Shots fired. <sighs> there we go. Um, are they microwaving everyone's plates during judging of MasterChef? No. Okay. Hmm, all right. No, it actually, a lot of the food, they taste cold, though. Yeah. Because that's the honest truth. Oh. So a lot of the. Entonces la juegas cuando dices, this is very tasty. Or you're like. <laughs> no, not necessarily because. Oh, damn. I don't know if I can share this one, but. It's <laughs> breaking trade, news. Trade, trade secrets. Uh, we taste food immediately after they finish. So okay. we pull them off set and we taste all of the sauces, all of the stuff that they leave on their station. You know how there's always like pots mm-hmm. and pans? Mm-hmm. We taste everything. Boom, boom, there. boom. Okay. We take them off set for a minute and then we Raw. judge. Raw. I see. El Chile. Like, yes. mm, all right. Let's get in its natural so state. We know. So, like, for example, when we say, oh, we're going to, you know, taste this person's dish and this person's dish, we're not tasting it just because. They, it looked good. We were tasting it because we already know, we already tried some elements of that dish and it was amazing. But then if it's a steak and it's still raw, it's still raw. You, you know? can't so change that. Can't oh, change there's that. nothing better than when, yeah, you guys yeah. could have like, hmm, this, this lime is still raw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it depends on which side you're on, but yeah. Jeez. Are there, oh, I have more questions. I have questions. Oh, <laughs> I have a lot of questions. I mean, but let's go back to the Discord people. Let's see. Boom, boom, boom. What would be your version of leaving our world comunidad better than how we found it? What does it look like? Hashtag asking for the next generation. Yes. I think um, what I think I was just talking about, I think um, we're we're, we're getting there. We're getting closer little by little. I mean, even with this whole In the Heights movie, you know, um, the fact that we have um, uh, Latino voices, um, you know, that we have all of our voices, all of our faces, all the, all of the different shades of all of us um, being portrayed on the big screen in major roles um, behind the camera, because like so many of the sets don't even have camera people or sound people that are Latinos, you know? So I think it's just really opening up doors in all of those different areas, not just in the food world, but because we are, we're already present in the food world, but like even on TV, I think that would be a really big one. But I also think That's that awesome, yeah. I also think that degentrifying a lot of our communities. You know, we we're starting to see it, right? Um, that's one of the reasons why I would love to open a national city, you know, like I, if I can bring a voice to a city that like nobody has any idea what it is on the national level, then that's a big deal. You know, that's, that's the goal. It's, it's to, to remind little boys and girls that go to national and to Kimball and to, you know, Otis and all of these and Granger. Granger. Oh, thank God you said that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, to all of these kids, I think that, that, you know, we, we all know this, right? We, we're considered the ghetto. We're considered the ghetto of, of San Diego. We're considered the place where nobody wants to visit because they don't know, right? Um, and But we know that we're very privileged and we're very lucky to live in these communities because we have some of the best food. Some of We the best. know what's in our community. Yeah, exactly. When, when people say like, oh, don't you want this to grow? And I was like, yeah, but low key, no. Yeah. It's like, I, I like I like what we have here, you know? And, and, and if you come and visit, cool, awesome. But it's like, this is ours. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> like, don't take it. Exactly. And I just think, you know, proving to those little boys and girls, that future generation that, like, uh, 
our community is valuable and our community can be amazing if you come back to it you know let's reinvest in our community hell yeah ours like mm. like us investing in our own communities versus like allowing other people to come in and bring in money easier said than done agreed i was in a meeting this week with somebody who's leading the way who wants to do that like you know make it a reality and yeah. we were talking about it um it was chicle myself and uh person by the name of Fred Sotelo. He, so he's involved in a couple of things here in, in the South Bay in San Diego. He has like Exteca Brewing. And he's like, you know, adamant about this is what we need to do, bro. You yeah. know, like I'm reaching out to you because like you, you are in my culture, you are in our community. And it's like, I'm, I'm in for all of these things. It's a hard task because he, he's talking about, fuck, we, we got to go to DC. We got to go to Sacramento. We got to go and create our own little, uh, you know, and then I'm, I'm here for all of it. Yeah. I just want to make sure like, damn, that's a long battle. We got to oh, make sure we, we prep for it, you know, and yeah. it's definitely, the cause is definitely worth it. Oh my God. I'm a part of a bunch of different committees that people have no, no idea about like one about um, bringing um, like a uh, food gardens to all of our schools. And that was one of the things I was like, yeah, okay, cool. You can have that in La Jolla, but, but what, how, yeah. how, what infrastructure are you going to prepare in order to bring that down to national city? I mean, yes, we have Hollywood, Hollywood Gardens, but how how much bigger can they really build out um, their Kitchenistas program? I don't know if you're familiar with no. that program, but something that you might want to be interested in. Kitchenistas is a program that Hollywood Gardens started that t takes parents out of the, you know, that, that are parents to kids in the in the neighborhood and teaches them how to cook with raw ingredients that they're getting from the garden at Hollywood. And so they're teaching them all of these new recipes that are like, hey, you can make tamales, but let's teach you how to make them with like including these ingredients that are like better for you. And, oh, yeah. and so it's like, you know, it's it's a way to fight uh, childhood obesity and things like that. Um, but by teaching them how to cook with healthier ingredients and maybe things that they wouldn't have otherwise been exposed to. Um, teaching them how to garden, teaching them how to create their own home gardens, teaching them how they can create gardens in their schools. And so those types of programs are things that we need to continue to elevate and continue to bring a voice to. And so those are all types of committees that I'm, you know, I'm like, try, like we, we've got to do it on every level. And I'm definitely I'm learning just watching you right now. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you're just dropping all this knowledge. I'm, yeah. I'm here for all of that. Yeah, that's awesome. So you you're a legit community leader. I mean, you. you know, I feel like even if the master chef opportunity to come around, you have that type of personality that it, it, you would have gone and done, you know, regardless. Yeah. Regardless of door A or door B, like that shit would <laughs> that would have gone handled. Totally. Okay, bueno, that totally. that's awesome. Yeah. We we legit need more more leaders like you in in the South Bay, you know. Yeah. And I'm and and I'm sure I'm being ignorant with this comment, but you already are a, a community leader here in the South Bay. I know a lot of people. Um, your your name carries a lot of weight behind it. You know, so, I mean, it's all on what you decide to do with it. And fortunately, you're doing the right thing. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> let's see. Let's, let's take it to the next question. Dicky Islands, El Compita Ricardo Islas. Okay. What is her favorite taco shop in San Diego? Ooh, Damn, you're going to break yes. some hearts. You're going to break some hearts. You're going to piss some people off. But ultimately, tell me why it's Lolita's. <laughs> <laughs> like literally taco shop. Ese güey dijo taco shop. No dijo cuatro milpas. No dijo restaurant. No, no. Taco shop. Uh, it's going to be El Nuevo Milenio. All right. Tell me it's more. Over there by tell me more. Hood and Division Street. Ooh, deep in the deep. Yeah. So it's like, you know, right where like El Toyon Park ends and like San Diego begins. Mm -hmm, so technically mm -hmm. in San Diego, Shelltown area, I would, I guess it would be, or I don't even know what that area would be. Uh, but I would say El Nuevo Milenio and you, the beans. Yeah. The beans make it. People, okay. Like people, I think, were you the one that said you didn't like beans? Oh shit. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I got a bone to pick with this one. Yeah, and Samuel, <laughs> the, but the beans, God damn it. Yeah, I'm not a big bean fan. I yeah. grew up eating fucking beans all the time. And now I was like, yeah, pues ya casi no me gustan. Yeah. Look it. 
We grew up Mexican. So we grew up where there was beans always being cooked. My abuelita always had beans. Yeah. And right next to the horn de estufa, una carrita de manteca. Like there was always like those two things were a key component every meal. Yeah. There was like the little jar with lard and there yeah. was the fucking frijoles always cooking. Yeah. Nothing against them. I just feel like I had too much growing up. Uh, and I'm like, oh man, you know? Different. And I talk and I talked to somebody, un Filipino in the jaleo, like, hey bro, do you guys, I felt like an asshole after I asked him, do you guys always have like rice cooking in your house? And he's like, when we were little, yeah, but I can't have that shit anymore. Now that yeah. I'm older. And I was like, yeah, people fuck with me yeah. because I don't like beans. Yeah. And I'm like, I just, that shit just not for me anymore. Unless it's in a nice setting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Okay. Algo, algo nice. Like, oh, <laughs> algo, algo fancy. like una quinceañera where they bring out la charola de frijoles and it's on fire, bro. It's like a oh, whole presentation. Damn. It's like, all right, I'm going to eat those beans, bro. <laughs> I'm going to eat those beans. Those look like they're worth it. <laughs> Them beans look like I'm going in. <laughs> Yeah, I don't like no, beans. No, but yeah, in No Millennial, they have the most fire beans, so it doesn't like, but on top of that, like, their their salsa's fire, their green salsa's fire, like, I think it's like the little, it's like the one that, like, nobody knows about, but the people that do know about it, as soon as, like, my my lead baker, she, like, grew up also in National City, and uh, uh, she, when I, one day, I was like, um, do you guys want, uh, burritos or whatever like I, I was thinking about picking a burrito tomorrow and she's like she's like yeah but where are you gonna go and i was like oh well, there's like a little place by my house uh and she's like where and i was like it's called el nuevo milenio and she's like shut up <laughs> she calls it millennials and she's like millennials i love millennials she's like i haven't had this shit in years and then as soon as she had the burrito she's like bro this is like exactly how i remember it she's like they don't change i'm like no they don't it's i've never amazing. been there i've never it's even so heard of it good. euclid and division yeah the nuevo millennial yes but you have to have beans in your burrito fuck it's so good if you're gonna tell me i have to have rice and it's gonna be wrapped no. in aluminum foil <laughs> no. might as well go to pinchy norkel and have a burrito up there Damn, fuck. <laughs> oh my no, god black beans, all right good we don't mess with the text no, no. mix up which kind of leads to the next question is, why is greasy food so good when we're drunk? Because fat equals flavor. Mm, tell me more. Tell me about umami. <laughs> no, you know, it's, it, it just has to do with that. Our body, and our, you know, literally, like physiologically, our body uh, responds to fat, which, of course, most of the time our fat comes from what? Animal. Um, and animals automatically have umami, right? Which yeah. is just the, the esen essentially, it's that monster. I was trying to impress you with that word. It just fucking, you were like, eh, mm, umami. <laughs> It's, a, it's like an overused word, but I've only used it twice in my life. <laughs> 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 but yeah, you know, it, it automatically um, comes in fat and that fat, of course, is just savory. It's, it's so tasty. Yeah, yeah. It's like those little packets, you know, mm. in like the top ramen. <laughs> mm. Oh, yeah. I used to put that <laughs> shit on everything. Time. Yeah, yeah on everything. I mean? Oh, my God. It's that gosh. MSG that everybody always, you know, is trying to say like, oh, it's bad for you. No, it's not. It's it is a naturally occurring enzyme that is in all of our foods, mostly. Science with Chef Claudia. Si. <laughs> si. <laughs> Guilty pleasure food. Ooh. What's that food that like, fuck, Chef Claudia has that? No. Oh, that's a good one. Hold on. Let me think. Piénsala bien. Sepan your whiskey. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. Um, pues ahí te va el mira. While you think about yours. Yeah. I love flaming hot Cheetos oh. dipped in sour cream. Oh, and, and everyone's like, oh, pero por qué? And it's like, I don't know. But as soon as yeah. I dip that flaming hot Cheeto into sour cream and I taste it, yeah, where's the kawama? I need to have that. I wash it all down, and for me, that's a fucking meal. Yeah, for sure, it's twenty five hundred calories. By the time I'm done with a pinchy two ninety nine <laughs> bag and a nice little pinchy low fat sour cream because I'm watching my figure. But no, that, for me, that's that's tasty. That's that's a hard one because I feel like I have a lot of guilty pleasures. Um, guilty pleasure when you're drunk. Ooh, 
No, it's probably just taco shop. Yeah. Yeah, like, but I'm like a, you know how everybody's like really into like the carne asada fries? Go ahead. I fucking hate that shit. Because they're, they're soggy as fuck. <laughs> so, and, you, and like, I'm a texture person. Mm, so like, mm. you know, again, I'm a chef. So like, I want sweet, savory, salty, like all of those things that create a really good dish. And one of those things is texture. And mm-hmm. texture for me comes from carne asada chips. But, crunch. I but need that crunch. There are like my favorite ones, favorite ones, all all San Diego is from La Lomita Taco Shop, which is like right on the corner of 8th and, what is that? 8th and, I want to say it's Euclid too. Everything's on Euclid. Mother of God. Everything's all the good shit. <laughs> but it's like across the way from the churches and they have a surf and turf fries with chipotle the sauce. Si- oh, okay. Mother of God. I've never had them there. But I've had them, and those things are tasty. They're so good. Oh, my God. So, yeah, but I get uh, surf and turf chips instead of fries. Yeah. You know. Let's see. What else do we have here? Uh, bum, bum, bum. Ooh, this is a- You got a lot of questions. Yeah, people- People people have inquisitive minds. They, they really do. <laughs> and, you know, I'm, I'm kind of looking through them, and I'm like, what? Like, what, what, are you asking what, that? Like, what do we think about people who meal prep? No. <laughs> what do we think about people who rinse their chicken before they cook it? Like, no. <laughs> these are the questions that we are coming We all know in. what people, what we think about that. Jesus Christ. Yeah, and, and you know what? I don't know what that means. <laughs> you don't? No, a ver, dime. Wait, what do you mean you don't know what people- I don't know. What, what, what people rinse their chicken? People are rinsing their chicken because they think it's dirty. Uh-huh. Uh, and so they are like, it's a, it, it actually is a very cultural thing. Okay. A lot of cultures because they grew up in kind of- uh, dirtier places right but nowadays food is coming from like very you know i mean we know like fda and a lot of that stuff is like super strict about like how they package our food so it's not like you know they're getting it from the rancho and like the doña is like twisting the neck and like but it has it better off. flavor um but yeah you know it's it so people are washing their chicken the reason why you shouldn't do that is because of course as soon as water hits that there are particles of water that are splashing all over your kitchen with salmonella oh, um, nice. and so yeah. Healthy shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so you, the likelihood of you um, obviously making your family sick by doing this. <laughs> You're working in reverse. Bad. 100%. Oh, man. Okay. I'm learning all the time. Uh, well, this, is, this is a deep one. Remember we talked about this. This is a, this is a, You ready for this one? This <laughs> one we're going to learn. Oh, gosh. What's it like to be a thriving female chef in a toxic male-dominated restaurant industry? Boom. Wow. Damn. How much time you got? Ah, ah, you know? I got uh, all day for you. Let's actually, go. It actually is... is, is uh, this is going to be an, an unpopular opinion. I think it's actually great. Mm-hmm. And let me explain why. It's great because you stand out, right? You immediately stand out when there's, when you see a lineup of, you know, 17 different chefs at a food and wine festival and there's two female chefs, you're like, Boom. why them too? Mm-hmm. You know, so you're you immediately stand yep. up, yep. right? I mean, you're the, you're the odd one out of the group. So on that end, like, I love that. I love that I'm the odd one out of the group. What I don't like, obviously, is the fact that there is, like I mentioned, a lot of ego, right? And so there are a lot of, I mean, we all know, like, females sometimes can be very catty, right? And so, unfortunately, that is not, <laughs> that isn't just escape and, you know, disappear because we're, you know, we're the only Latinas or the only females. The only minority the only, in the industry, yeah. yeah. It doesn't it doesn't change. So, um, you know, I think that that's also rough, but... I mean, you had Letty on here. Letty's a really good friend of mine. Chef Christine from Galaxy Taco is a really good friend of mine. So I think there there are definitely there's a lot more support than there than there is like inner fighting or all of that. Um, but there is definitely a lot of ego and there's a lot of like like you know shit talking. That's like just completely fucking unnecessary. Really, is what it comes down to. It's, it's just, just unnecessary. It's just part of everything. It's, it's, it sucks. Yeah. It comes with everything. One hundred percent. It comes with everything. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. Because you know what? Um, I, 
as it should be, it's been highlighted more often. And then I, I pay attention to my industry that we're in, the industry that I'm a part in here, like in the brewing and yeah. in the service industry. It, it's highlighted now more than ever, as it should be. Yeah. You know, as it should be. I feel like a lot of things have always been kind of kept behind closed doors and this, that, and the other. I mean, people don't know, but this brewery, one, it's minority owned. Yeah. And two, she, my parents are involved. And guess what? My mom's a woman, <laughs> a Mexican <laughs> totally. woman. So totally. it's like, we, we are, you know, Latin woman owned. And, yeah. and, and I feel like, I still, I, I feel like it, it, it shouldn't be a big deal, but in 2021, it still is like, it we have is. to, we have to normalize, like we shouldn't even have to fucking normalize. We just, just be like, Oh cool. That's awesome. Yeah. You know? But unfortunately we, we, we do have to, we have to fucking bring it to attention and be like, Hey man, yeah. there's too many white dudes with beards that are in this brewing industry. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's too many men that are operating and running this industry. Where, where, what's going on? How do we, you know, why, how did we become so inclusive like this? Yeah. Dude, well, you should have seen when we came into this industry. When I came in and and, and it was here in Chula Vista. Yeah. Here in Chula Vista, is diferente. You know, Chula Vista Brewery, they have a, a, a woman, Latino-owned, black male, veteran-owned brewery. And then it's us, you know, and, and we're Mexican and female-owned. And my partner, Kevin, you know, he's neither, but he's awesome. <laughs> and it's like, okay, down here, it's different. And I always describe being in the Chula Vista, South Bay area, yeah. operating in this industry. It's like, you know, we're in a fucking bubble, bro. Aquí es completamente diferente. Yeah. Like what's affecting those guys uh, in, in this uh, industry outside of Chilvis is way different. It doesn't really affect us. Yeah. But if I take a step back and look, it's like, damn. It really is. 99% that white, big beard, you know, fucking people that are in our industry that are running and, and calling the shots and doing the thing. I stay away from all that. Yeah. I, I stay in my lane and I just try to, like you say, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to crush it. Exactly. <sighs> exactly. And I mean, yes, part of it is like definitely staying in your lane, but I think- you know, there is a lot of elbow pushing that we have to do as women to like be recognized, to like have a place and a seat at the table. Yeah. And then the worst part of it all is, you know, it's like, God forbid that we are, you know, we have the same attitude that like a Gordon Ramsay would have because now you're just a bitch and you're emotional. You know, instead of like, hey, maybe she's just really fucking passionate about what she does. And God forbid you're the best at what you do. You know what I mean? <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. God forbid you're the best. You're Mexican. You're a woman. It's like shit. Good. Yeah. Keep doing, keep, keep fucking these motherfuckers up. Can't so handle it. It's a good thing. I like, you know, was in a lot of mosh pits. I could throw them. Both, you, know? <laughs> you, you were skanking with the Rudy's calmada. You, you were throwing bows. Let's see. Hell no. What is a significant decision made in your past that launched you where you are today? Whoa. That's a big one. Hey, man, these these Who these, these emo, people? emo brown social club people don't fuck yeah. around. Where you, you're one of those people, you know. You don't ask simple questions. I know. Right. That, I know when you you're when, right. I know when you join this group in here and you start asking questions. They ain't gonna be like red or blue. <laughs> <laughs> why did you do red? Why why did you do that? <laughs> um. Okay. Repeat it one more time. One more time. Oh shit! I got out of there. I bet. <clears throat> I <love it. clears throat> Ask her. What is a significant decision made in your past that launched her where you are today? Oh, man. Um, I know one, and this is going to be super weird, but I hope that you have like that next generation listening. Um, I remember being 17 years old and like realizing that I was going to be turning 18 and like going to become an adult. And I'm going to go that far back. But I like sat at my mom's dining room table and I was like, I don't want to turn 18. Mm -hmm. And I was like crying because I realized what the responsibility was going to bring with it. Um, but I think that like, one of the things that I said at that moment was like, I don't want to be another statistic. I don't want to be another Latina statistic, another pregnant Latina, because I don't know if you remember back in the day, that's, that was all they would talk about. Right. Like how we were just another statistic about like Latinos are this, Latinos are that. And, um, and my mom was like, what do you mean? 
And I was like, I just don't want to be another negative statistic. Mm -hmm. Somebody contributing to the status quo, the stereotype already put on ourselves. Eso, 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 eso. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and I think that that was like a, like a very big, like, like, you know, kind of switch that happened in my head that I think was, was, was what, you know, got me out of like my shenanigans and like really focused me on like going to college and like trying to do something better with my life so that I wouldn't be that like, you know, terrible statistic. And then I think like, if we're talking about what has led me to the success that I have now, um, I honestly, I think it was the courage to say, I'm going to go after this, even though I don't have any money in my bank account, you know, I'm going to go on MasterChef and try to do my best with this, even though I had no reason to, you know, and I, I think that that's like a really important thing too, that, that like that next generation really needs to listen to because, you know, so, so often we're so stuck in like the road, like I got to pay my bills and I got to go to school and I got to do this the routine, and the routine, mm -hmm. you know, we get so stuck in like the get up, go to work, come back, make dinner, go to sleep, take a shower, you know, all of those things over and over again, day after day after day. And listen, I get it. We all have bills. I, have, I still have bills, you know, um, we all have bills. We all have responsibilities. We have kids. We have family. We have people pulling at us on, on all sides. I get it. But if you're never going to be willing to take a risk on yourself and on the things that you want out of your life, like you're literally you can literally blame no one else other than yourself. You have to have the courage to go after what you want. And sometimes that means taking a risk when you have absolutely nothing holding you back. Um, and when you're scared, you know, I cannot tell you how many friends I, I'm sure you felt the same way when you're going to start a business or when you're going to start anything, the number one feeling that you have is you're fucking scared mm. and you have to be willing to say, tengo los huevos, you know, even though I'm a woman, tengo los ovarios, <laughs> tengo los ovarios, you know, to say, I'm going to fucking do this. I have to have the courage to believe in myself and to know that I can do this. Si él pudo, ¿por qué yo no? Why not? Yeah, that's si look pudo, at that. Si no? Like, why not the, why, why? Why not me mentality? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because you, you touch on that. And for me, it's like, I'm I'm driven by fear, Claudia. Like, I'm driven a, a fear of failure, my, wow. my, to be more specific. The fear of failure, <laughs> the, the fear it's of letting... Corona. It keeps me up. And you were yeah, talking yeah. about this earlier. You know, like, we're on completely different levels. Yeah. You know, like, you know, I'm, I'm just... I'm here. You're there. You're, you're, you're on the next level. You are a celebrity. You are on a humongous platform in multicultural, different... Worldwide. Yeah. You're a worldwide renowned chef and you're killing it on every level. Felicidades. With that comes a lot of fucking stress. With that comes a lot of pressure. With that comes those three in the morning fucking thought sessions when I'm at home in my bed and my brain doesn't want to turn off. And I'm like, fuck, I got to do this. I got to do that. I can't not do this. I can't not do that. I can't fail. Too many people are depending on me. I have these kids. How am I going to fucking raise these kids? My wife, she looks at me. She depends on me. I wear that shit. And yeah. that for me... That kills me the most, more than anything else. It's like, how the fuck am I going to operate? Yeah, you know, and I, and I didn't, I didn't think I had I like, like anxiety. When you said, said three a.m., I was like, uh, how did you know I was up at three thirty in the morning? We all time? are. We all. <laughs> real talk. Well, I don't know what you were doing at three thirty in the morning, but I was like, fuck, like yeah. I, that, that's 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 my worst that's time. Real that's yeah, real life. yeah, it's real life stress, and you know, it's like. People must look at you and be like, oh, she's got it all figured out with the red hair and her business. I pinchy cookbook. Look at her. <laughs> Turn on the TV. I watch her there. I con el Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> but real talk, that's that's just like that's the yeah. first layer of your onion. Yeah. You know, once you start peeling back on that onion, it's like shit, it, it is real. She's oh, yeah. a mom. She's a daughter. She's a business owner. She's a Latina. She's a community leader. She's a woman. Yeah. Like there's a lot of things like, you know, 
that aren't as Cherry's Jubilee and, 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 and like clear cut and awesome yeah. as that first layer. And you know what I mean? I'm just a fucking dude. I'm yeah. a dad, también, business owner, Mexicano. And like, obviously life has been made easier for dudes and white dudes, white business guys, but everyone has those stresses. And I'm yeah, like, God damn. And I think that that's also important too, right? I mean, why is it so important? Because is it fucking easy? No. No. And like, it's like, it's not going to be easy. You're going to fucking cry. You know, but it's like, it's, it's, that just means it's worth it. 100%. That. That's all it means. That. It's, it's so fucking worth it. And, and, and at the end of the day, you realize that you're making a difference and that just makes it all the more worthwhile. Hell yeah. I'm going to stop it right there. Cause that was fucking awesome. <laughs> dude. My dad is a simple dude. And he's somebody me said, mijo, if it was easy, everybody would do it. Exactly. You know, it's like, okay, same way to say less. That's, that's pretty much it. And it's the truth. Yep. You know, this is what you're doing is difficult. Yeah. You know, it's like not everyone's in your corner. Yeah. You know, but the yeah. right people are. And those are the motherfuckers you got to worry about. Amen. And every, you know, and everyone else, I, I'm going to tune them fools out because <laughs> there's no need for it. Yep. I'm happy I got to meet you. Likewise. You know, I'm happy I got to meet you Likewise. and we got to shoot the shit. Yes. We're homies now. We're friends now. And we drank whiskey. And we did, I didn't. Yo no. Yo no hice nada. Saturday. Yes. So Saturday, wifey and I and the family, my parents are, we're going to Mujeres Brew House. No. We're going to go to. We're going to Mujeres oh. Brew House. It's a it's a ribbon cutting ceremony <gasps> from eleven to one. So yeah, so yeah, that's Estela. She's the homie. Yeah, you know, so she's she's and and I want to be there for her. So yeah. we're gonna go there. But then wifey hit me with like, hey, she has a pop up. Yeah, oh, I'm gonna break that news to her too. That she's like, oh, you're gonna make someone cry. And um, I'm gonna go after the the, the ribbon cutting ceremony. We're coming straight down to Mujeres Divina. Yeah, and because I think it's until two p.m. It is Am I tripping? Okay, pero vas a estar atascada de gente. It's gonna ojalá, be. Si ojalá, yeah, right. <laughs> I have a feeling in the last three years, four or five years, you haven't had an event that hasn't been stacked. Well, maybe during COVID. <laughs> maybe during COVID. COVID, that COVID yeah. But I mean, yeah, we we're, we're, we're going to be there. Awesome. I mean, now that we know this is going to be one of the last pop-up yeah. events, it's like, fuck, everybody listening, especially the people in the Emo Brown Social Club, we got to rally, get out there and go and support, make sure we're seen. Yeah. And I can't wait to like be able to share the projects oh that are coming up. You guys. It's another, it's an, and it's a big changer. It's, I'm going to be, it's going to change the game. You guys, like it's going to change the game and I can't wait to share and, you know, I was because, way. Yeah. no, I can't, no, you get in trouble, huh? I get, this, this I, is I, like next I, level. shit. you get sued. Like, like, like hundreds of thousands of NDAs. Yeah. It's oh, not okay. Damn. But um, damn, no one's listening, but it's, <laughs> <laughs> you always do it, it. Do it. <laughs> um, but you know, it's, it's, it's gonna, it's, it has to do with our gente and it has mm. to do with the border. That's all oh, I can say. Damn. And so it's going to, you guys, it's going to be so great. And I, I can't wait to share that. And so that's why I'm doing this. And I just, you know, uh, I definitely come, come out support. It's only three more weeks of Cochi Dorado and we ship nationwide. So if you have family all over the country, you know, that doesn't have access to really good pan dulce, um, definitely, definitely check that out. Where can I get your book? Uh, on my website, chefclaudiasandoval.com. What else can I get on your website? Uh, not much right now. Okay, right now. Not, right. not much right now. Just because of COVID, before you could get like, um, you know, cooking classes. I had Hell dinner yeah. for two. Dinner that's, for what I, that's what I was looking at. I know, I know. Maybe like once things settle down a little bit, you know, and, and, uh, and you know, and, and COVID's, you know, more disappear than definitely let's do that. But but for now, I, th- I think I just got to take a beat, you know, especially since I'm going to be gone so long. Well, you have big fans in us. You Thank have big, you. We have, we're in your, we're in your corner for sure. We Thank got you. whatever you need. We're here. We're going to stick up for you. We're going to support you. We're going to elevate you to the next level to as much yeah. as we can. I'm your official Perez Hilton now. 
Anytime you, anytime you got some breaking news, I'm gonna fucking shoot your test. Que on the chef? Que paso aquí, eh? No, Cuéntame no, algo. Much on that Discord, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey guys, breaking news. Like, <laughs> you heard it from the source. I know, right? Damn. Imagine that, that would be that would be some cool scoop. Like there a reason is. to be on. I'm telling uh, you. An emo brown uh, social, club, social member. club member. There it is. Thank you for coming of in. Course. It's awesome to finally meet you. I can't wait to see you on Saturday, guys. Go support by all the things. Thank you.